Are you listening? Welcome, everyone. We are back together again. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. We have made it. Y'all survived. We did. We surviving. And I get to say this one more time. Then it's been a while. Let's see if I can still remember it. Welcome to No Shit Sherlock, where it doesn't take a genius to have a clue, regardless of who you're talking to. We talk about everything from relationships, pop culture, social media, and everything in between. I am the ultimate, biblically, petty one. Old Testament petty, OTP. Mike. And I am the nasty freaky. Well, I'll give nasty. I'll be the nasty one, Lance 2.0. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that was going, don't you? I did. I felt that. I am the old juicy one. The juice in the river never runs. Never runs. And never the runs. OG. Never runs out. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And I am the one, the only, Charmin. The original yeah. pop. This is the original wop. You understand? <laughs> Circuit 1978 wop. You, you know, they said we don't have wop. We have Uchi Wally Wally Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's I'll... that Queen's Bridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> that Queen's Bridge. Yeah, I dust off my little ghetto black car revolt car. It's that Queen's Bridge. Right. So, to. Let's just get it started. You know, we're going to do one-night stands because, you know, we just want to catch up. How has everyone been? How has uh, how have you weathered through this quarantine and, you know, technically should not be traveling or, you know, traveling very uh, cautiously over the past six months? <laughs> well... I don't know if everyone knows, but, you know, since the last time we recorded, I've moved away from... Where did you go? He left me. Um, He left me. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I moved to Dallas, Texas, and um, right in the middle of (laughs) COVID-19. Correct. (laughs) So, you know, I had to be quarantined for two weeks coming out here. Everything was shut down. It was just like, okay, I'm in the middle of, I'm just stuck and can't really enjoy the new move because shit, ain't nothing to do. Oh, but, it's stuff to do. <laughs> oh, it's stuff to do. Oh, it's people to do. It was people. I, 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 I ain't say people. <laughs> I, I was thinking people. <laughs> I took the event as people. <laughs> because Lance 2.0 is still in effect. <laughs> as always but yeah I've, I've 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 managed to get out of um this whole thing uh i think covid free because i was sick at one point but i don't know if i they, they i never get get tested to see but um so we don't say i've been covid free <laughs> i never got a covid test that said positive <laughs> so that's how i've been doing juicy I'm good. I ain't been doing nothing. I just work from home now. 
I think it's a lifesaver. I like working from home. I get to just do my own thing. Um, downstairs is where I play. Upstairs is where I, I, oh, I ain't gonna say I lay, but it's where I get my, where I get that money, them coins. Mm, that's right. Um, but yeah, shit, I just been adapting this. It don't bother me. New I'm, life. New life, yeah. I'm, I'm easily, I adapt quickly, so this has been cool for me. I've been, I've been making do. Charmy! Unfortunately, <laughs> I caught corona and it sucked. It was, I thought I was about to die. It was the worst experience I think I've ever had in my entire life. Would not recommend. Ever? Year, I wouldn't recommend. Um, however, you know, the best thing about this pandemic is that I started a business. So another business rather. So that's always a plus. Um, my kids left me, went back to their respective cities and um, yeah, I'm still single, still out here thugging it. You know what I'm saying? What kind of business? My accessories business. Still, I accessorize. Oh, I was going to say, still, I rise. That's what it's a play on, actually. Oh, all so. right. I like that. See? I read books. Listen, and- you know things. Come and on, friend. Um, <laughs> so as for me, it has been just adjusting to the new normal. Um, Like... Like Juicy and um, and Lance, I have been working from home since March, and I have gotten to a point now that I don't think I'm going to go back into the office. Like if I don't have to, I think I'm going to stay home because it it was an adjustment, but I have gotten adjusted and 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 I like it. You know what I mean? Um, the the part of you know I can be safe you know, as far as not having to really interact with anyone. I finally got in a balance of work life, you know, because yeah, I really felt like working from, home. Work from home. They just thought that you just start adding hours to the beginning and the end of the day. Yeah, Jesus. And I'm just like, uh, no, no, that's not gonna work like that. So um, it's, it's, but I think now where I was fine for a while, now I'm getting to a point where I'm a little stir crazy, like, I need to go somewhere. I need to do something. But it's like the place I want to go is like abroad. And I'm just like, mm, I don't want to get stuck. Yeah. Well, everybody's going to Mexico. Right. You can get there. In Mexico. <laughs> yep. That's where everybody's been going at. I mean, I've been seeing so many pictures and posts about, yeah, oh, I'm in I Mexico. Went to Mexico. Like I have some members to Jamaica. And Jamaica. Oh, yeah, Jamaica. They went to Jamaica, but Jamaica makes you take a test prior to going and once you land. And you have to stay quarantined until you get your results after you land. So what happens if you catch it in between time? You know what I mean? Like, if you catch it, you're probably going to have to stay still. You can't go nowhere. Right. Room service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would only be going to all-inclusive resort anyway. I ain't trying to go off the preserve. I just... Right. So this episode, we're going to do things a little different. There's a lot of stuff to get caught up with that has happened since our last show. So we're just going to fire around um, this episode and just talk about everything that's happened since the pandemic. So from March up until now. So we're going to start with the pandemic, like how it has truly impacted 
the world as we know it and life as we know it. Like life will never be the same moving forward. Um, Juicy, you want to go? No, go for it. <laughs> um, I think it's really, really. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think is you know being cooped up in the house is something that we just had to get adapted to. I think we learned that we took a lot of stuff for granted and a lot of freedoms for granted that, you know, just being able to just go anywhere freely and just not, I think we really just, now I think it's also one of the things I think it's doing and it's showing people who are compassionate, but it's also showing people who are not compassionate for other people. You're seeing people who refuse to wear masks and they don't give a damn. Ignorant. Yeah, they don't, I don't, there's a video today that's going around on Twitter and I don't know if y'all seen it. of course, there was a group of people. We know they were the whites. <laughs> the whites. They're run. They yeah. They pray. And this oh, and it, guess where it happened at? Where? Florida. Was- oh. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm running in the news. I'm they were that. running through Target, protest. None of them had on masks, saying, "Everybody, take off your mask. Everybody, take off your mask. No mask. No." It was a group of them running through Target to. Um, yesterday, just screaming this, and people are just looking at them like, (laughs) because somebody was like, you know what, if they would have got close to me, I would have pepper sprayed their ass. (laughs) I know that's right. But you know what, the the thing that that gets me is, it's like, it really shows the people who, it it shows, the pandemic has really shown from a reaction standpoint, the extremes of people. Mm-hmm. You have the people who walk around in hazmat suits, who you know, take plastic bags around their head, around their face. They walk into the grocery store and anywhere they go with a trash bag all over them. Then you have the other extreme people who feel like there's just no regard for personal space. You don't want to wear a mask. You don't want to wear, you know, stand, you know, six feet apart. You don't understand how things are, um, you know, procedures and guidelines are put out there so that we can protect ourselves as a collective, but you feel like somehow that it is a personal attack on you and your liberties as an American. Which Mm -hmm. I don't understand. That is the dumbest shit I've heard all year. And I think your dumbass president had something to do with that. Of course, because, you know, he's saying that, you know, he, he, you know, that came out that he um, downplayed it in the beginning. You know, audio, right. that's what's been going on. The audio tapes came out with him saying that he was going to downplay it because he didn't want to cause a panic and all this stuff here. And, and, so, I, and I get it. And the thing about it is because we live in the, in the, uh, the age of media, it's hard because so, mm-hmm. like now you don't have to look to the news to find out what's going on in the hot spots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People have taken their, you know, taken upon themselves to report out, you know, don't believe what you see on the news because I work in this wing of the hospital and we don't have beds and this and this and this, you know, because, and I really feel like like places like Florida, you know, we didn't get hit as hard as the Northern states did, but the Northern states are the major hubs for international travel. Right. Mm-hmm. And those areas are highly populated and people are mm-hmm. really on top of people. 
So it's you know, in the South, we have a lot more space to kind of spread out a little bit. So we didn't experience the outbreak in the same way that they did. But, but then Florida had issues because we have a lot of damn tourists. Right. So then Florida got hit because of that. In my Florida. Right. You know what I mean? And all that shit roll back. And then we went to close the border. And like, and I've known people who is like, you know, it's really not that serious because, you know, out of the, because, because they didn't know anybody directly who was impacted by COVID. And I'm like, uh, it's real because I've known people who've lost their lives. I've known coworkers who's lost their lives, mm-hmm. uh, friends of mine who's lost a parent um, or was um, was positive and was really, really sick. Like they were nervous they was going to be up out of here. You know, so I've known people to be impacted by it directly. So I know that it's real. And I think because of some of the other things that has happened during the pandemic, you know, it has it's lost its luster as far as how serious it really is. Yeah, right now, you know, because, you know, people is around here protesting because they couldn't go to the beach. There are other things you could protest about. And we'll get to and that. And have. <laughs> you know what I mean? And have. But I'm like, you know, y'all mad because y'all can't go to the beach. Y'all mad because they making y'all wear masks. You know what I mean? They and can't go to the bar and have a drink. Because they can't right. go to the club. We can't go to the strip club. But y'all, but y'all don't want to wear masks when you go to these places. <laughs> and, you know, and we, and, you know, it's not just, and I don't want to say because it's not just white people because, you know, Atlanta has been off the chain all summer. Jumping, jumping. <laughs> Atlanta, the clubs, every, worst of all, we had Memorial Day. And low-key, D.C. would be too, but their government. Yeah, they all shut down too. Yeah, but, you know, we had Memorial Day. We had Fourth of July. And we had Labor Day. So the summer was just like, people were just like, I'm not, I'm going to party. I don't give a damn. I mean, yeah, even like you see on Instagram and stuff, like just people in, I mean, in the clubs, I mean, clubs just chilling. And and the crazy part about it is those same people are what you consider, I guess, asymptomatic. So then they go and they be around other people who be around other people and it continues to pass. And no one's affected or feels it, but then that one person that feels it, but now you're two, three degrees of separation and it's right. too small to trace it back to the original source. They like said, prime, prime example. there was some wedding that, that caused like a bunch of outbreaks that happened in jail and some like foster home or like a, a elderly home or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like three degrees of separation that way and it jumped. It's just crazy. Yeah, because like even here, like they were having block parties because they was like, oh, well, you know, we can't go to the club. We can't do this. So we're going to have a block party. And then y'all out there fighting. Right. <laughs> so it's like. Idiots. So all it takes is for one person because, you know, not to stereotype us, but I am. Yeah. You know, you got your Lakeishas and your Mercedes. And, um, <laughs> and all them, you know, that look like a Buick and Alexis. And, you know, they out there party and everything like that because your kids is at your grandmama's house. So you could go out and party. So now you out there getting all the germs, getting all the COVID. Now you're going to go and pick up your kids from your grandma's house who has a lower immune system. Mm-hmm. And what we were told back then that it was targeted to the elderly population. Remember, that's what they told us in the beginning. So now you're going to drop your kids off, go pick them up after you done went out there and party and potentially expose your loved one who falls into that, you know, population of high risk. Right. 
But how many that And that's where I said that it just really shows those who are all about me, me, me. And you have those who are very, who show empathy or sympathy towards other people who say, you know what, hey, I don't want nobody else to catch this. I may, I may, I may be asymptomatic and I, I don't, that doesn't mean like, you know, I don't want, I don't care for the next person. Right. Because they, the way they react to the virus is going to be, could be completely different from how my body reacts to it. Right. And, and, right. and remember, we were always getting like new updates, like, okay, well now these are not the only symptoms. Now it's this. Mm-hmm. Like we had, I had a friend who had it. And the first thing they said is I lost my sense of taste. Yeah. This was well before they communicated that loss of taste, you know, was yeah. a symptom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Vomiting was a symptom. They never said that it was shortness of breath, fever, and chills. Flu-like symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think into it. it could be anything. And I think that's why it's so, and I, I, you know, I do blame, you know, because it is kind of hard for people to be, take it serious because you, even the top officials don't know everything about it. So you're getting a lot of information from, you know, first of all, the president, you're getting it from the who, you get it from CDC, you get it from the media, you're getting it from your next door neighbor. <laughs> Just like, getting it from Facebook and Twitter, right? Twitter and Twitter, social media. So everybody's getting so much information. You're just like, fuck it. You know what? I let me just go ahead. News. Like it's, I don't even turn the TV on. I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, did y'all learn anything new about yourself since we had to be kind of locked down for a little bit? Did you learn anything new about yourself? I learned a whole lot. This has been a long this, I forgot the pandemic started. Oh yeah, it's been a long time. March, March. a whole lot. Oh yeah, it's been a lot of growth. I'm a whole new, I'm a whole new man over here. <laughs> that is awesome. So, yeah, what is, what, so what is something that you learned that you don't mind sharing about yourself? Um, so I've realized that I suffer from um, anxiety, and I couldn't put a real finger on it before, but now I kind of name it and I know what it is. Um, but yeah, it's bad. And I'm like, like I'm, I'm actually a functioning high performer, I guess you could say, because um, I just know how to manage around it. And um, I, most people don't see it because I kind of either disappear or mm-hmm. I kind of like run away or I'm just very good at like hiding it when it when it hits. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't like most people know me to be very articulate, very outgoing, blah, blah, blah. But when I'm like very anxious, I'm the exact opposite. I don't know what to say the right words don't come to my mouth. I get very sweaty. I'm just like all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, I've realized that while being by myself. So that's been fun. Um, shit, there's a lot of other things. I, I'm not gonna go into details. Cause <laughs> that's I, fine. you can tie Juicy back to the real person. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's been, I'll tell you, it's been the, this whole, I, okay, I'll say this. I've been working on, um, I think my friend called it like an obedience journey. And it kind of started in 2019 where um, me and the Lord decided to go on this journey about intentionality for the year. So, and, and you know, me and the Lord, the Lord. Jesus, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> we, we have a thing going on. We yeah, got. I, I, I'm like, who is Lloyd? But okay. Oh, no, Lord. no he's, he's not, he's not, he's irrelevant. He's a non-factor. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went on this journey of intentionality um, where like everything I did was really about trying to figure out who I was and be comfortable with myself and all that. And then I tried to figure out what my 2020 was going to be, but you know, 
happenstance that happened to be about clarity. And then of course, my clarity moments when I realized that anxiety has been my, my, my battle for all this time that I couldn't put my, name, my finger to it. And I realized that 2021 is probably more about vulnerability and being more open about who I am and, um, and just kind of being just more me and letting life see where that happens when I'm true to myself. So it's been a, I don't know, it's been a great journey. And I think the, the pandemic has been a part of me needing to get away from the noise, which is I do a lot with work. I do a lot with people. It's very hard for me to say no, but the things that I do a lot with give me more anxiety. So I needed to get removed from that in order to really figure out what I'm dealing with and, and, and be able to come back as a different man. So I am happy for the pandemic, although I know it is a, not a perfect, a good thing for anybody else. Um, mm. But for me, it has been, so. Well, that's good. That's and I can good. still be successful at work. So I don't have to like, I manage a lot of people at work now, like in the double digits, hundreds. So not having to be around those people while I'm dealing with this process has been very helpful for the fact that I can still be as successful in life um, while I'm figuring all this stuff out. So it doesn't like the two don't coincide. I can go into a sweating bath over here and nobody realizes. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Charmin? Um, I don't know. I think I'm still trying to figure some things out with me because it seemed like every day with me, I have such a major desire to be great, if that makes sense. And every day I feel like I am failing every day. By the end of the like I start off my day like, okay, I'm going to be great today. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, hmm. But I'm reading a lot more about um, chakras and... It's more of like, I think I'm getting more in the spirituality type situations. Me too. Um, and trying to kind of, like you said, you can put a finger on it. Like I need focus. And I realize <clears throat> me just being home, I can't focus. It's too many distractions at my house for me to focus. But then I went to one of my friend's house and it was like nothing there. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> So I don't know. I just feel like I'm a whole mess. And 2020 just made sure to highlight how much of a mess that I am. But it did give me clarity about all the things I do not want. It's so many things I don't mm -hmm. want in a career. It's so many things I don't want in a relationship. And I'm like, I think it's helped me to weed that out because I have all this time to kind of, you know, figure it out. Like I'm not always on the go anymore. Like the past couple of years, I was gone. Going, going, going. And I've had to sit my ass down and I've realized that I'm a I'm an eater and a snacker and I've gained 25 pounds. So I don't like this at all. I really want to go back to getting out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. When you talk about gaining COVID weight. I'm over here wearing everything with elastic in the waist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come out this quarantine. Tell you that I'm gonna come out this quarantine time. When we get back in the office, I'm gonna be snatched. Yeah, I'm the opposite. And I'm gonna be a complete snack and meal. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's a lot of homework. Yeah. Hey. Look, because I was pulling them when I was, you know, damn near 300, so I can definitely pull them at 250. This That's is right. pretty good, Lancelus. 
What have you uh, learned about yourself? I don't know if it's like learned about myself, but I've learned how to protect my energy. Ooh, that's too that's good. That is the one thing I think this move with this move in COVID is taught me how to protect my energy and how to. Are we using the word no more often now? <laughs> you said what? What I'm hearing. What? Well, you said, you said we're hearing no often. Often? you're hearing no a lot more often. Okay. <laughs> you hear no a lot more often. And I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. <laughs> I'm learning, like I think, like Charmy said, I know I'm learning what I don't want and what you know, I you know, I'm willing to tolerate or whatever, or in my tolerance level. Yeah, you know, those are some of the things that I'm learning right now. Is what what I will not allow in my life, and how to get rid of things that are not good for me in my life. You know. You know, even being back home in Jacksonville, you know, I was always just just letting everybody just get to me and just letting everybody into my circle to where it was just like, okay, it's becoming draining. So now I've learned, you know, to just say, hey. I'm going to need you to deposit something before you start taking stuff. You said what? I said, I'm going to tell them I need you to start depositing something before you start taking stuff. Exactly. That is it right there. And that's something that I've learned about myself is just, you know, you don't have to be. I've learned, and the one thing I've learned is you don't have to say yes to everything. Right. I don't say yes to most things. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right, you don't. (laughs) I don't say yes to most things because because I think something that I learned before is, is that. And all, you know, life is about survival of the fittest. And, you know, you have to sustain yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I don't have any to give, I need to protect me. And then if I have extra, right. then I'll give to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of times you become the the, the um, ever-giving tree and nobody waters it. Mm-hmm. No, you got to be the strong friend, the strong son, the strong cousin, the strong brother, the strong coworker, the strong this. But what happens when I need to just lean to the left or lean to the right to take a break and nobody's there? So, you know, yeah. Nope, you got a point. You have to protect yourself. Um, The thing that I've learned throughout this pandemic is true appreciation. Like, um... Like appreciating the fact that my I have that I have not been negatively impacted financially, physically, emotionally, um, at all, mm-hmm. and to see other people experience different varying levels of that, and to, for me not to be you know impacted, I'm very appreciative of that. You know, um, being humbled with you know what I have and not you know wanting too much or being unrealistic in what my expectations are. Um, like I've saved a lot of freaking money <laughs> since the pandemic, you know, and, you know, just refocusing that energy. Like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not shopping. I'm not doing this. Okay. So let me make some other kind of moves, you know, and reinvesting in myself and, you know, in my future and stuff. So just being appreciative of the time I've had to sit, think, plan um, and execute different things that I wanted to accomplish uh, is 
what I've been able to do throughout this pandemic. And, and, and honestly, learning that I enjoy my own company. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I know how to entertain myself. Mm. Good time. You know, so that was some things that I've learned. Mm-hmm. So we know the world's on fire. Yes. This world is on fire. <laughs> California, California <laughs> is literally. Because it was. <laughs> California is literally on fire right now. Like literally, like for real, for real. It's not a game. Like for real, for real. California is literally on fire. But, you know, um, George Floyd, um, I think it set off something this year. And I know we've all seen. You say you think? Well, yeah, we, we know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it set off something this year. It set off. I think this was the year that we saw pe- a lot of people who you didn't who's never spoken out about um, Black Lives Matter or justice for Black people speak out. It was like it was forced with this video um, of this officer with his knee on his neck. You know, it it was a reality that we all had to come to grips with. And I think it, I think George Floyd um, symbolized like, the icing on the cake. Like, okay, we've tried to be patient. We've tried to be, you know, do silent protests. We've tried to do this and this and this. And y'all just ain't getting it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for me, whether you agree with the method or not, you have to understand the the why. You yeah. know what I mean? So rather you whether you agree with how people protest, what the outcome was and everything, you have to sit and say, I get why. Yep. I get it. You know, and it's unfortunate that it had to come to this point for it to receive this level of media attention, um, legal and political attention. Um, But it's like, y'all ain't getting it this way, so we got to give it to you this way. You know, now you have, you know, and for me, this is just me, but people, you know, moving and taking down statues and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. But I'm going to need y'all to make some other changes. Because it wasn't, okay, so it wasn't just, you know, because it wasn't just George Floyd. You know, we got Breonna Taylor and we just got the news this week. You know, her family got, you know, 12 million. And that's fine. Where is the the justice? Right. Justice. I need a conviction. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, the conviction. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, and you know, and we know that that's separate. You know what I mean? You have this side of the, you know, legal action, and you have the other side. So this is the civil side, right? Right. right. Yeah, the civil, the civil lawsuits, and then you have the, um, what is it called? Criminal. Yeah. Criminal. Yeah. Oh, so, but I'm just like, they still working? The, the, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like they still working? I need you not to say that. It's like there's so much more on the criminal side. Like it's so convoluted. Like I mean, the pro- and this is where the issue is when it comes to racism and everything. It's not like who gives a fuck about the damn person in front of you who says whatever they think they can say, or you know, it's really the the system that's been built that stops the issue like this. Where, for instance, it's so easy to you know put somebody in jail for selling marijuana 
for 45 right. years. Um, and, but it's so much harder for them to come back and refute it and they don't have enough money. So you make it, you know, you make it hard enough where they don't have enough money to go back and do it. So they just have to take the charges and you got to walk away. I'm already in the system. It is, I'm stuck. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's built to make this whole thing kind of happen. And I think that's where the real, the real issue is, is the, is the criminal system is mm-hmm. every state, everything is so completely different. And sometimes a lot of this is, is hinged on one particular person if they want to push a charge or not. And if they don't want to push the charge, well, the charge don't get pushed. So right. they got to figure, I mean, there's so many changes that needs to be made that's not going to be made. That's why I'm like, you know, some people are huffing and puffing. Like, I'm so happy that the layman's person now has seen, because let's be honest, people were ignoring it. People, I don't yeah. know what people were doing before. It was, I was sleeping under a rock. I don't know. We just had some fucking protests two, two years ago, three years ago with all the shit rioting and everything. And y'all just swear this is the first time this has happened. Um, but all of a sudden, that was happening. But cool, we got your attention. I right, but I, th- but, I, but I think the difference between then and now is that it wasn't just isolated cities. It was global. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, this time. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. This time, it was global. Like, it yeah. wasn't just the United States. It wasn't just, you know, North America. But no, it because was right. global. I mean, it's the concept of we got time today. And yeah. That's all oh, yeah. Yeah, and before people just was either it just wasn't on their radar. They just didn't have time. They had other things they were prioritizing. But you know, they got time today. We got, you know, nothing. And I like I think it's just that image. That image could never leave your head. Right. Of that his image, because we've seen that image before. Don't get it twisted. But Mm -hmm. just like just like the the the, just to me it equated to like the Rodney King only because we saw it. And the problem is we've seen it before, but every other issue we've seen it, we always could paint a different image. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you know, they could have painted a different image after that, we know that now. But, you know, luckily during that time period, a different image wasn't painted like they normally was. So the moment could stand on its own and we didn't try to take the moment and, and, and devalue it and all that kind of stuff like we normally do. And there was something, there was a very time in Georgia. It was like, back to back to back it was like every two months it was like him it was brianna it was um oh god it was somebody else jacob blake and i was like it really felt like it was every four to seven days there was something new and that and not and not being funny but those are the things that resulted in fatalities we're not Mm -hmm. even talking about just the abuse Mm -hmm. you know of you know because you know, I didn't want to do this because we live in a time now where everybody wants to pull out their phones and record. You know, there's still those wrong, you know, those being overly aggressive. It didn't end into a, it didn't end in a fatality, but those were surfacing too. You know what I mean? The the um Aubrey and uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's just like it was like enough is enough. There is an issue between black people and police right now. And is is well, it's always been there, but the attention there is that people now are seeing that, okay, what we've been saying all the time. You know, y'all use police in certain areas to just police us. Right. And, and you know, we can't we you know, because of your white privilege, you don't get to see, you don't you don't have that fear. And I am like somebody who's in corporate America. I've always been an upstanding citizen, but I will, I can't lie to you. All my life, I have always been afraid of the police. 
<laughs> and see, I never was. My mm-hmm. goddad used to be the sheriff here. So I never grew, I grew up with police officers as family members. So mm-hmm. I never had this fear that a lot of people had. Right. And as, but I also, you know, I've never gotten in trouble probably because of me having such a strong connection to police officers when I was younger. And I understood, okay, yeah, I don't want to go to jail. You know, I don't want to go to, you know, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Didn't date, I didn't stop me from dating people who went to jail all the time. But, you know, for me personally, no. And now it's like, after just seeing that these are not the same people, these are not officer friendly. Officer friendly used to come to the, you know. Yeah, these ain't dare officers. These are not the dare officers. These are not officer friendly. You know, this ain't none of these people. These people are redneck. And just people who are thinking that they're just above the law. Because in all honesty, they've gotten away with everything because they are above the law. Okay, but let's but this is the this is the problem. This is the problem, right? We have to stop making it about the policeman. Whatever it doesn't matter if that policeman and we that's a whole nother topic in terms of when you're in that situation, why does the policeman do what it decides to do? Mm-hmm. Whole, we're forgetting the whole of the fact of why is that policeman even there in the first place? Right. Somebody assigned that person there. So the and problem I'm is- I'm so glad you bring that up because my like, question was going to be, what is it do you think can be done that can begin the road to, ref, you know, resolving or, or uh, for the betterment of, you know, police experience with, African-Americans, you know, like what can be done. This is, this, mm-hmm. this is what y'all don't get, right? It, 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 it can't be fixed because whoever wants it to be like this, set it up to be like this and it ain't changing. FBI, you got FBI. This, the, the issue is stop putting, stop assigning. I mean, you got 300 policemen in your, in your division, right? Stop. And this is exactly what people don't realize happens when you get to a certain level. We have all those metrics and demographics and numbers and we know everything and where people move in and what's going on. You know, in terms of like people's races and what you're policing them and how you're policing. And that's all strategic and managed and assigned and all that. Policemen are tracked and monitored for the every movement. So the fact of why they're in that position is because somebody told them to be there. Someone said, we need to have 30 more policemen in this area. And this policeman just have this area needs just happens to have more black people. Stop doing that. That's where the problem is. But I mean, also, but, but, but it makes sense. But okay, so to me, that is also not necessarily a bad thing because <laughs> if crime is higher in one area than another, it makes sense to have more of a presence. Presence. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like the thing okay. that the thing that we could do better about or a way to improve it is crack down on uh on consequences you know what i mean if you are identified in a situation that is questionable and we have to do an investigation you're suspended without pay no they send people with pay right even if you do lose your job but you still get your your pension and all that kind of stuff you should lose that you should lose all of your privileges Everything that you work for, because to me, if you hit it where the, where it hurts, it will cut down on BS behavior. But, the, but the, they have something to lose. But you also, but you got to think about it too. You you cannot at the end of the day, you cannot you cannot you cannot denounce the fact that these are people 
who are in a position that are risking their lives every day for us. So no matter what you think about them or the the, the small percentage, you don't mm-hmm. want to hit them to that point because that gives them that gives them nothing to do this for. No, well, that's not true. That's well, not true. No, you only get the repercussions if you do something bad. No, no, you're no, fine. I completely agree that, that every policeman, there needs to be better rules around the policemen and being held accountable for what they, I think right now the benefit of the doubt is on the people to prove that the officer did something versus the benefit of doubt on the officer to prove they did. I think they need to switch to off the, the benefit of doubt. The benefit of doubt should be on the officer to prove why, they should have to prove why they, they shot. Tell me why you felt but, the need that but, you had to make that decision. The thing though, but when an officer has the right or is within their power to shoot to kill and feel threatened, it comes down to, and I'm and I'm going to be just work, like, you know, it is what it is, but if I run the risk of you being able to walk away and I get reprimanded, you're not going to walk away. I don't know what I mean. I'm confused. You know what I mean? So Shoot to kill, not shoot to disarm, but shoot to right. kill because... That's correct. what I mean. My, my, and, like for, and like for me, I feel like better training. Correct. I feel it's like there's training, training. And it's not just training, but I feel like there should also be in-depth psych evals and they should be done more often. Look, Brandon, this is the thing. We are humans and you can't you don't know if somebody crazy until they show you crazy. People have been married. Well, that's true. People have laid with people for 20, 30 years, brain, know they was about to go across their head. You know what I'm saying? You don't know people until you know people. So you can't, there's some things you just can't find out in a test, anything like that. I mean, you have to just be able to hold people accountable. Well, that's, one of the things that like, I think, I think it's compound though. I think mm-hmm. there should be a more of a uh, stringent intake process because prime example, if you go through a psyche veil when you, when you go on the force in 1990, right, yeah. right. you're not the same person. The world has changed since 1990. Yeah. In 1990. You've experienced so much. You've seen so much. You know what I mean? So you may, you're not necessarily the same person. And I know there's no sure way, but at least, you know, if you go, if you make things, um, you know, you have more checkpoints and more training and, you know, um, and things like that, you can lessen the opportunity for things to happen and then create more strict or stricter uh uh, consequences if you know if you have infractions and things like that because if a person gets written up and it's just a warning or a slap on the wrist you may not change if you lose everything you worked hard for because you made a stupid ass decision that now is going to cost us money and bad press you should you you may want to think twice about that which is what happened with the Breonna Taylor thing though that twelve million dollar, like they said, that twelve million—that's the biggest settlement. That hurt ever. That hurt. That hurt. And guess what? They got. They also not only did they settle, they put reform changes within their police department, like the no-knock warrant. They said no, you cannot. You cannot enter anybody's house without knocking first. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, man. They're not gonna get. Sadly, we're not going to get what we wanted from the Breonna Taylor. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Because yeah, the boyfriend shot. Because, because this, is where, this is where everything gets messed up, is that no matter what we say after the fact and everything like that, there's only you only have one, in all these different incident, incidents, you only have one time to get it right. 
So if one person fucks it up, if something goes wrong, this is how like finicky criminal courses, I mean, cases are. If one small thing messes up, mm-hmm. it can fuck everything up. Right. And so, like, and so like, and then so they can't move forward. They can't file charges. They can't do all this stuff. And it just becomes like a shit show. But I think that's probably what happened in this situation. And that's mm-hmm. why we haven't seen any action taking place. But of course, there's so the, the the rules around civil is so much like you know minuscule compared to criminal, and they can get they can actually file for more stuff, which is why it's obvious why they won. Same shit happened. Right. To OJ. It's a wrongful death. It's yeah. still a wrongful death. OJ, 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 still they still coming after OJ for that money. I think another thing you have to do is change is you have to stop you have to start punishing these white women who are calling the police just because of stupid just you have to start punishing them or stop start Start. yes yes yes. because when I was a kid the police um I remember I was at my grandma's house and I called 911 trying to be cute uh (laughs) y'all did that the police well I was so fucking scared (laughs) What they talk the shit. Ooh, they scared the, the fear god in me. So they need to do that to the Karens, cause uh, I don't get it. But mm-hmm. I actually seen something on Instagram, and it was like, can we talk about the mental health of white women? Because at this point, they had a compilation of all these different white women that were. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call the police. I'm gonna do this, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these folks? Like something is not right with white women. I don't care what you white say. Women, I don't know? care how much a white woman. Is friendly to us. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if we make any any one of us, you know, they don't have nothing to be afraid of us about. From Mega Backup Agent. Huh? Full backup, not it. Darn it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they could call the police on us because at the end of the day, if we come off as a, even a bit aggressive, mm-hmm. they feel like we, we, like we just... They just terrified, right? Uh, so, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Because, yeah, because I was having a conversation with somebody this past weekend. I was like, you know, as a black man, um, and the way that I was raised, when I when I enter into the world, I make social concessions mm-hmm. so that I don't appear aggressive, I don't appear threatening, I don't appear as a angry black man. I have to appear friendly and lighthearted and things like that because you know, of, you know, first impressions of everything. And I work in corporate America and I come in contact with all kinds of people. And to me, no one else takes social concessions when dealing with people more than Blacks. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, whites don't, you know, people- They don't have to. Middle Eastern descent people, they don't. And they should. Like no, (laughs) you know, no one else in my opinion makes that level of social concessions other than us because we don't want you know the one the black girl doesn't want to be you know the the stereotype you know neck neck black and popping and pointing and you know this and popping gum and stuff like that or the angry black woman or the bitch and you know the black guy doesn't want to be considered aggressive because you know it, it, it just is what it is. So you you do what you can so that you don't appear that way. And some of us are better at it than others. And we get respond to differently than others. Right. But nevertheless, I can get on the elevator with my work badge with an older lady and she clutch up hers. Bitch, I got on the premises because I work here. <laughs> I got a badge. Why is you grabbing your purse? 
You're going to the second floor. I'm going to the fifth floor. Anybody work on the second floor does not do what I do on the fifth floor. That part. <laughs> I am lit quite literally above your above your page. You know what I mean? I'm just like, really? Like, really? You know what I mean? It's 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 just really, really it's the thing where we have to always be 10 times better. Even mm-hmm. if even if y'all don't like Miss Rosa, but she told you <laughs> she said you, you can be ordinary. And be praised. I have to be extraordinary to be seen. Let me let me ask you this, and I'm I'm gonna I'm speak it through uh, an example. So for most people, and I just even in my example and coming out, um, I in, in living through the fear of anxiety and all that kind of stuff, um, I probably let I probably lived a life inside closed doors for quite a while um, under the assumption of what I thought people would react when I told them the truth. Um, Of course, when you come out, you realize, you know, it's not as bad. Maybe it's because I'm older. Who knows? Um, But, you know, it's not as bad as you thought it was going to be. Then you realize, you know, the world is all great. And then now you can move forward and everybody's whoop-de-whoop. So part of me also goes back and and I think, how much of this is still us in our minds? And not saying it doesn't exist and not saying, you know, but, but how much of this is like, do we need to do we have to let go and start to move on and start to accept? And you know, maybe the rest of the world is like, well, y- y'all still tripping. We, we, you know, we get it now. We here. We see what's going on. Let's. I don't know. Um, I, don't I think, think I, I, I think the world thinks that. And then if people actually did that, then it'd be a shock. You know okay. what I mean? Like prime example. Like everybody's cool. Like, oh yeah, you know, just be you, and da 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 da, and then you. Sh- and then 866 people show up to work with Black Lives Matter t-shirts mm-hmm. on and all sorts of kind of stuff. And it's like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be, don't whoa, be too much. What's going on? Is some is is, is is there a protest? No, we just decided to wear it's it's dress down Friday. Yeah. And 986 people decided to wear Black Lives Matter t-shirts or you know, representing people who've fallen um, you know, to uh police brutality and, and you know and violence and stuff like that. But Everybody's like, oh no, you know, we support you. You know, and one thing I will say about my company is, is that we have done a great job as try as trying to be there in this time of turmoil, but um reform. So like they've had like um, you know, workshops and sessions to, you know, kind of make their um their black population at the company feel more supported and welcome during this time. Like they've had situations where, you know, it was an open forum, like, okay, well, why is it that if I wanted to wear my hair in a natural style that I am negatively viewed if I present myself that way in an interview, unless it is, you know, pinned up more conservatively, you know what I mean? Like, why is it that I can't have hair such and such color because my hair is natural and it looks different than someone else who has pressed hair and they get a pass for wearing pink hair, but I can't. You know, like they had those type of conversations like, okay, so who deems what is work appropriate or business casual because- I think a lot of that just went out the window. You know what I mean? Because this person wears khaki, this, 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 and this, and I wear this, 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 but because I'm shaped differently, I'm not allowed to wear that. Right. So they they really kind of started having those conversations, and they really wanted their um, their employees to feel supported 
I think um, I think most and I thought that was really really good. I think most good companies or most companies who care or want to pretend like they care. Uh, I think they all kind of did that, which yeah. I I did appreciate. I think I think for most people who needed it, um, needed to feel like okay, I have a voice. I can I can speak. I can be comfortable being myself. And I want you want people to want that. You definitely want people to want that. But even though you want them to feel that way. To some degree, I still feel like people hold back because they still don't want to be viewed as that person. But the, but then that, that goes back to my original thing is, you, you know, at the end of the day, you have a brand, you have a choice. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it just takes that one person to speak up to make change for other people. Right. And, you know, you make that decision every day whether or not you want to be that person or not. Um, but that's that's your decision. I, but I will tell you, I, the, the one thing I don't have much... Uh, I don't say respect, but must be, I don't have much patience for are the people who talk a lot behind closed doors, but when presented with the opportunity, they're quiet. So when right. you have the when you have the platform, when you have the, the ability and you don't take advantage of it, don't say nothing after the fact when shit don't go right or something don't go, you know, now you want to rah rah rah. Don't rah 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 now. Right. The table with you, and I was, you know, you left me sweating high and dry, and now you want to hear rah rah with the people. I'm gonna tell the people the truth. Rah, rah, right, yeah, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Speaking of rah, rah, rah with the people, okay. versus. Versus has spawned out yeah. of the pandemic. We did yeah. get something good that came out of the pandemic. That was a good idea. And that was Versus. Mm-hmm. I feel like Versus is going to be the new concert platform for a minute. Because technically, their concerts but you basically get, I think it went from being what it originally was as far as versus, as far as, you know, your catalog versus mine to a celebration of, I dig your music too. Mm-hmm. Right. Mine too. The best example of that was Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Yes, it was. Yes, Best it was. example. And I think, but that's because their music is shared. <laughs> After <laughs> half the songs, they both Jill remember. Scott and Erica Badu ushered in that um, mentality of it which I also feel is why other artists now are more willing to do it because it's not, it's not basically you win and I lost or whatever. And then I think what really put it on the map was Brandy and Monica, because then you saw, oh, wow, we could really do some things because they had over 6 million views. If nothing else, that tells any company that, hey, Six million people were watching this. We could have been prime, advertising prime, 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 like prime. the Super Bowl. And, right. Um, were they the first to do it with that? Since Apple mute, Apple took over the version. No, it was a rap. I think it was Rick Ross and Two Chains. Yeah, oh, Rick they were the first. And I think that them putting them in the same environment cuts down on the distortion and the bandwidth and all that. Yeah, kind of yeah, right. It was so ghetto for a while. I like yeah, the it was, but it had to it evolve. Was, it had to get people, people you know, and everybody got to do how they wanted to do it. Like everybody had their own style. Yeah. And it's like now it's like, okay, it's kind of like a con- and I absolutely love Gladys and Patty. And I never would have thought that they would have went that old school for verses because you know it started out as a right. it makes sense though but it makes mm-hmm. sense because but I want them to go new school they've been opened up to a new generation of, of listeners because of verses yeah yeah have they done any white people 
This is for us. Girl, we ain't gonna yeah, for the asking. culture. I'm just asking. Yeah, right. but, but, but they'll be taking it next. Honestly, if you, you use it as a vehicle for business, you could open it up to different genres of music, but it's just but then no, but there's I think there's some things you don't dilute either. Like yeah. I think you have to make each versus because then you can make you can make it a whole thing and everybody's old versus 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 versus. But you know, no, this is a battle. This is like a real thing. So you have to be careful because to me, I think it's an honor to be chosen to be a part of Versus. But here's the thing. If, and here's the thing. If you decide to go that route, which I'm perfectly fine with, because if it's something that, if you wanted something to be niched and, and to be for the culture and that's what it is, fine. But just know that if you don't take it over there, someone else will. Oh, and yeah. that was the thing but that but that was the thing that Timbaland and Swiss said at first. They didn't even want to take it to Apple Music because they said they didn't want what we what was for the culture to go and for you know them to take our thing and turn it into something else. Because now they're saying that they can make money, but I don't mm-hmm. think they will. I think I think they're I think because of the whole you know if, if this was pre the racism all that stuff that happened in the world then yeah, I would have been concerned about them taking this and like, next thing you know, we got Miley Cyrus versus, you know, uh, what's that bitch that talked about? She kissed a girl and she liked it. Um, Katy Perry. Uh, Katie you know, Perry. I can see them too. You know what I'm saying? But, but and now, I don't, we're and in I a don't different world now. I think we're in a different world where we, we, can, we, can, we can put ourselves on the platform. And this is what we want. We want to be able to put ourselves on a platform of everybody else and be able to still have our own thing. I wouldn't be surprised if, because I'm pretty sure they're going to keep it for the culture but somebody else come up with something called battle zone or battle this or something and it's a whole different spin but it's the same concept it's what probably will happen but i'm very very glad that it is i really feel like gladys and patty opened it up so that now we can get older artists to get more involved right mm-hmm. waiting on anita baker to sit on that stage I'm waiting. I think we need we need Uncle Charlie and uh and uh, Ron Isley. Ron Isley. Ron, that's one I'm waiting on too. Because think about it. Any artist that goes any artist that goes on versus instantly get a paycheck. If versus don't pay them, they will get paid yeah, because the music catalog though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta have a catalog. They have catalogs. I mean, and like you gotta think about it too, like they have the group. I mean, and somebody that's similar, those two are so similar careers. Yeah, you only have what twenty songs a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, twenty songs a piece. Yeah. Twenty yeah, songs. The battle. So I mean, so speaking of the battle, and if we're gonna keep it for the culture, I'm gonna name some people, and y'all tell me who y'all think uh, can do a verses with them. Queen B, Beyonce, Rihanna, 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 Rihanna hands down. Nothing Rihanna will win. Uh, Luther Vandross. I will partly want to say Freddie Jackson, but I'm like, I don't think Freddie has a catalog like that. Lionel Richie. Uh, he got the catalog. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Marvin Gaye. I can see Lionel. I can even see Marvin Gaye. Like I can see any of those. Are they, are they? Are they the same era though? And see, that's the thing. See, for me, I feel like the person have to be the same. Era. Be the same era. I well, yeah, because Marvin was more seventies into eighties, early eighties. Yeah, Marvin. Yeah. Marvin's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Lionel was yeah. around that. Lionel's the same age, same same decade. Mm-hmm. Mary J. No, 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 no. Stevie, can't can't you do a Stevie versus a Stevie? Now Stevie's catalog goes back to the sixties. I can say Stevie's Stevie's in the catalog. Stevie right. is a whole nother. <laughs> He's like a uniform. Like, Stevie versus Prince. 
Hell no. No, not Stevie versus Prince. Because Prince was more about the funk. I think you can't Stevie was more about soul. No, they both had funk because you know. You well, know, Stevie that, was more about soul. He was no, more Stevie soul and touch. Sure. He, you know, he had all them air. You know, he had the funk. He had. Now, funk. he had every kind of air. He did. He did. Every music. Uh, Mary J. I didn't see this until a little bit, like more recently. But I can see Mary J. and Tony Braxton only because, to me, they are the Brandy and Monica mm-hmm. of their era. Yeah. And at first, I didn't see it until I saw somebody make a list because, and I think me and this guy on Twitter got into it because he, he was like, yeah, and I was like, well, the only reason I couldn't see it, I said, because Tony doesn't have the hip-hop hits. Yeah. Like, like I mean, because Tony, Tony you, is like the stepchild to the Mariahs, the Whitney, and, like, she's that one, she's the one, she's like number four to the crew. Tony is Brandy in the situation, mm-hmm. and Mary is Monica. Think about Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, 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 okay. I give you that. I give you, you see that. What I'm saying? Like I get it now. You know, it's it's, 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 the, it's the type of artist. But so no, but, I, I but, can see that. But, but in this situation, Monica's like real Monica. Right? It's like right. Monica, 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 Monica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like bitch, I made all that. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Voice to men. Who? Uh, voice to men. Can we do jacket edge? Um, they did 112. <laughs> they went against 112. They already did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boys to Men to me, I would say New Edition. New Edition. That's what I was going to say. Ah, yeah. Or Joe to see. No, no, no. They got a catalog. It would be Boys to Men and New Edition. And you know, they weren't the same era. Who? Those two weren't. Because then Boys Men made New Edition. I mean, New Edition made Boys Men. New Edition made, yeah. Yeah, New Michael Bivens. was going up, and then... Yeah. Because yeah, Michael Bivens was in. Uh, Diana Ross. Mm. I don't even like... I'm going to say this, and y'all may not agree, but Dionne Ward. I was thinking that in my head. Because oh, I was like her or Aretha Franklin. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I'm going to say... And the only reason why I say Dion is because Dion has a lot of hits. And Dion was just as glamorous as Diana really? She was. But I like her so much less. I didn't, right, I didn't go back and look because Dion oh, right now gave me church suits. <laughs> she was wearing couture she gowns. She's like a hotline vibes. I'm sorry. Dion Ward was wearing couture gowns back then <laughs> because Marlena Dietrich taught her how to dress. Lord, she don't give me uh, Diana oh, Ross. No. She was touring over in Europe and all that kind of stuff. Like, think about it. Dionne Ward was who she was, which paved the way for Whitney Houston to be who she I, was. I give her that. I give her. She was, like, right above a background singer. I mean, uh, <laughs> That's what I felt like Dionne was. I know it's like... No. Don't do that, because say, I mean, like say, like, say, like, say a little prayer. Say a little prayer. She got hits. She got plenty of hits. I didn't say she did. Walk on by. Michelle yes. got hits, too. Um... And let's not forget, like, she had, she had the first the first um late night television show for music. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! I mean, but I'm just saying, she, she, she had a TV show too. She had this first psychic hotline too. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, she just advertises. She never was claimed to be psychic. Whatever. Right? Call me now. Whatever. So unfortunately, Mariah competition is not black. Ryan Carey's versus is Celine Dion. 
I couldn't see that happening. Her real one was because Mariah Carey has the hip hop hits. Mariah Carey yeah. has the Mariah Carey in the beginning, she was more pop. Then when she got that divorce, she went more hip hop. Okay, but you also have to remember that Celine was the equivalent of a Mariah Carey. She was she came to the states. So I'm saying she has the catalog to compete. Yeah, she does. I think, but Mariah would have to stay more into her earlier work and not go so later. Well, she better pick her twenty. She can do it. She can do it because you know she was. She did. She she did have them. She is the biggest yeah. selling female like, artist. She has yeah. them from. We're, we're we're like watching. What's the what's the people they talk about? Uh, Barbara Streisand and like, I don't think we realize how big some of these other artists are. Oh, we, no no no. I realize Barbara Streisand concert tickets is a thousand dollars. But Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand, and Liza Minnelli girls. I was like, is, is, why is it that serious? that's a whole nother era though she's a whole nother era but I think but I think we're watching that like because those people have like multiple decades of like years and years like 60 years of making music and stuff and we're seeing that Mariah Mariah's about to like I mean because she's still in her prime I ain't gonna say her prime of voice but she's still young enough to still have another 20 years of the her problem is her problem is she came to like every single song that she made, like all her 20, 30 songs she got top ones are very hard to sing. Like you ain't got no easy songs. So it strains her voice every time she sings it. No, I don't think that's why, because she could sing those songs back then with ease. Right. Whatever has happened, maybe she felt, maybe what happened to Kiki happened to her. You know, every time she had a baby, she lost an octave. I don't know. But Kiki should have no octaves left. Right. (laughs) This is good. Yeah, no, I'm um, she but, said, "Listen, cause she got that wop. Leave her alone now." Girl, I, I would. I, I got one question to ask Kiki. Girl, is your pussy tired? It can't be because you take the dick, you put it. It's just, it's just, girl. And I'm with it too. I, you know, I it all, because my my great grandmother had eight, 19 kids. Jesus. So mm. shit, you That's know, it's, it's just a different time period, but. Mm-mm. They had a farm then. That's but. a fanny pack. I'm sorry. That's a fanny pack. You just unzip and let it fall. Zip it back up. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do, right? Mm-mm. Speaking of doing what you got to do, Cardi B. Look, Woo! I ain't mad at her. Cardi, I'm Cardi, Cardi. Cardi is having, had an amazing summer. Yes, like, she's Cardi. She's like, bitch, I don't need you. My WAP makes more than any song of uh, uh, Migos. Migos is never done. even good. Goodbye. <laughs> And the More song ain't even good. It ain't even good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's my anthem. That is my anthem. <laughs> but, it's about, but it's not about the song being good. It's about what it represented. Yeah, right. because the song is like, I think it's like one of the biggest, I know it's been number one for three weeks, but it's been like, it's broken so many records. Yeah. But what I don't understand is that why was that song under such fire about it being whatever, whatever. And I'm like, have we not forgot music from our past that talk about sex? Please understand. This you know, is I'm like, look, Kim got a song saying suck my dick. Uh well, Kim. But you but you, you also got, you got uh, uh 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 and and maybe it's because of the, the platform in which I, I exactly what I was gonna say. All those people are confined to a certain demographic. Like little Kim, being honest. Is Lil Kim, but she's still defined to a certain demographic. 
I think more people in, in the world know who Cardi B is than I don't, you know, I think everybody knew who Cardi B is. Yeah, the video was a fucking production. And I think the reason why, but I and think also Kylie Jenna in there. It was got, an expensive uh, video. Now you know her situation, but anyway. But you got to understand Cardi is a target too now because of the interview she's doing with presidential candidates. So now Republicans are attacking this song. She This song was talked about on Fox News, T- Tucker Carlson. Of course. Because she, and guess why? You know why the Republicans are, because it's an election year and she's interviewing Joe Biden. And so it's like, okay, Joe Biden, we got, let, let's talk about this woman that's interviewing Joe Biden. So that put her on a whole nother platform. Right. So how is that different than saying like, oh, okay, you want to talk about it? Yes. My pussy's wet as fuck. Um, what else it, come, it comes down to it to where artists and, and entertainers and athletes, people have always told them to shut up and make music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. That's where it comes down to. You know, you see people saying LeBron James stick to sports. But you can't Party, stick to talking about your pussy. Right so huh. either that you stick to what you're good at, because if you're not good at politics, you shouldn't stick with it. Well, but you know, but what is politics? I think they've, th- this is the thing with politics, right? Politicians for a long time had us fooled thinking like there was some real rule that you had to be and know something to be a politician. Like, huh. you just, Damn, people, all you gotta do is yeah. raise your hand. <laughs> Damn, yeah. All that. You yeah. don't even know yeah. nothing. I just want to be a politician. So they they they've operated in this bubble for a very long time with the career field that no one knew what they had to do to be in it. But once you got it, you knew nobody ever said anything about it and kept you know kept their mouth shut. So so here's what politi- what 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 politicians in running for office means to me. It is a popularity contest mm-hmm. because most of the time. People who vote for these people do not know on a uh, 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 whatever, you know, level to know what their policy is. They vote for who looks like them, who sound good, who's memorable, and oh, I'm a Democrat, so I need to vote Democrat. Or oh, I'm a Republican, so I need to vote Republican. Or oh, my mom and them told me that they're the reason why Uncle John John is in prison, so I'm not going to vote for him because he was the reason why that law was created. Now, damn everything else. Right. You know what I mean? So it, to me, it, it boils down to a popularity contest. Who you more familiar with? For most people, because unless you're a high-informed voter, you don't know what the fuck is going on other than who sound good sure. or what you heard. Because you don't take the initiative to find out about that person's policy for yourself. And it's like, also, people don't feel like people can change. I had this conversation with somebody before, and I'm like, okay, easy question to ask. Do you feel like people can change? I say yes. Well, well, da, da, da. it's a yes or no question. Do you feel like people can change? Yeah. Well, yes. I said, okay, so if you voted for something or you made a decision 20 years ago, and you've had all these different experiences leading up until now, are you saying that because that was my viewpoint 20 years ago that I'm still the same person? Well, you don't what if understand. you're still having the it's same type of... It's just, if you take out who the people are and you ask specific questions, do you feel like a person can change? 
Yes. My thing is, how do you know a person has changed? You listen to what their views are now. Now we know people say what they're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. But if you keep them talking about it long enough, you will learn if you just blowing smoke or if you really have now learned. And to me, if I was a politician who has these recordings that, you know, and my views and how I voted previously, I would address them. Yes, that was my thought process then. Since then, I've experienced this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this. And now I understand that the way how I, I was wrong right. is not applicable to now. But nobody wants to talk about it that way. They just ignore it and only hammer on what they're talking about now. If you acknowledge it, then people understand that, oh, okay, so they do acknowledge the growth or the change in perspective or viewpoint on stuff. That's just my opinion. Yes. So also Cardi's <coughs> divorce. Um, Cardi said, long time coming. Long time coming. <laughs> now, mind you, if I was the girl that Cardi jumped on because he cheated. So so they made a song about WAP. Cardi getting divorced. Uh, what's the girl name? Megan got shot. Did. Um, what it was supposed to be. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because she's divorcing him. She is divorcing him. He's divorcing him. Because he has a baby from someone else, apparently. That's the rumor. Allegedly. 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 Because I ain't got no money because I'm single. Yes. Allegedly. Uh, like, I mean, they've been in quarantine this whole time. They, they've been sneaking out. Uh, they ain't been in the house the whole time because she well, out with, with little baby in her all pink with her cute self. Mm-hmm. Like, you see them going to the store and stuff, but... Right. You know, like, well, I mean, during the pandemic, they have moved from Atlanta to L.A. Oh. So he wait, he stayed in Atlanta a little bit and got some coochie. I'm just glad she I'm just glad she made a decision for herself. A certain age to say coochie. It's <laughs> like give me that coochie. That's just to say the land of a certain age. I cannot. I appreciate her making a decision, like you said, for herself and for her child, because often we stay in these situations for publicity and whatever, whatever. And I feel like now it's it's like she's realizing her value, like bruh, I bring more to this situation than you do. All you bring is a whole bunch of goddamn kids and hopefully not no STD. So, I'm out. See what I'm saying? I bring a whole lot to this situation than you do. What do you mean? Okay. She's the better celebrity. She is the The bigger celebrity. Celebrity, I would say. You got Fashion Nova. You got um, uh, Balenciaga campaign. He ain't got none of that. Yeah, Balenciaga. You know what I'm saying? No, writing and producing for people, though. Is he? Because it's Quavo. Because that's Quavo, really. Right. That's what I'm like. Is he? Quavo oh, is the... all the same person. He's the one that left off that. You know what I'm saying? You know, should I still... I was telling somebody other day, was like, oh, you know, Cardi B praying about Amigos. I'm like, shit, all three of them? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, like you said, I think it's good. It's, a, it's good for her. You know, she's on... She's on the rise even more now so you do what you got to do is best for you and your child i just hope her business I, I just hope the way she handles business now is a lot better than when she first started grinding 
Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is now. You know what I'm saying? Now, everything about her has upgraded. She is not that loving hip-hop person. You know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, she just jumped on somebody last year. No, I ain't saying, no, no. I'm talking about business. <laughs> I ain't talking about, you know, because if you hood, you hood regardless. That don't stop. But business-wise, I believe she's going to handle her business. Well, oh. Megan Thee Stallion. Um... Tory Lanez. So I, I don't understand that young boy. He so said he was drunk. Live. I saw her on live talking about it. And she was like, you know, um, no, I did not cut my foot. Right. No, no. She said that they were somewhere and, you know, everybody else called the police. That's how the police came. She played it off because she was like, you know, I was. They are I, killing us. They killing us. I was afraid. And it's like, okay, you kind of get it. You kind of get it. And it's easy to poke fun and um, and say, oh, she should have did, she should have did that or whatever like that. But, you know, in that moment, that's how she felt. That's what she did. You know. Mm. Nobody even knows what happened, honestly. <laughs> so it's like we can't. Right, because she was like, you know, they tried to say that, oh, she was mad because he was trying, he was trying to talk to Kylie. And I was like, really? Hmm. I didn't know that, but and then I'm thinking, wow, that's funny because Kylie was in the video. <laughs> so oh. I just feel like she's a hundred percent right. I, as a black woman, we are just not protected. I mean, we're not. We will sit here and ride for men, our black men, um, to the ends of the earth, and then at the end of the day, we get cheated on, we get shot you know, disrespected, made fun of, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, but at the end of the day, she's trying to save your ass from going to jail because she wants to make sure that, you know what? Yeah, I don't fuck with you no more, but I don't want you to die. You right. never know what's going to happen. I, I feel like, where was her security? Like, I, I don't understand that aspect of it. Um, it's just, It was a lot. It was just a lot, and it's a lot that we don't know. So, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you this to what you just said. Where I am concerned, and where I still, my question back to you would be, or her, why are you still protecting this nigga? Like, I don't think she's protecting him anymore. In that instance, is what happened. But that's but that, but the instance is where the issue because we're talking about the problem. So the problem is black women. We 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 talked about you know there's the element of why why people do things to people, but there's an element of why people allow things to happen to themselves. So for Megan in this particular situation, her first reaction was to What's protect him. And so the question to black women now is, why do you, again, when you are in a traumatized situation, you turn around and you do the Mississippi on P Valley where you pull the gun out right. and protect you. you know, why do you, you know, why do you, you know, why do you, with, with Meg the Stallion, why do you come back and then, you know, people are asking questions and you're saying, oh, no, 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 this is not what happened, blah, blah, blah. Stop protecting the nigga. Like, stop That's protecting, like, stand on your own and stop telling, like, you know, if you're bad, don't don't protect these people. She would have gotten backlash for that, too. It doesn't even matter at this point. It it At this point, it doesn't matter. Black women are I am undervalued. Yeah. If I'm abused by, let's just say, my husband, and let's say the first thing I do is I pull a Karen, I'm calling the police. Let's say he goes to jail. Then his mama, his sister, his cousin, his daddy, his all everybody. 
why you did that? You know, y'all could have handled it differently. But then let's just say I let him beat my ass seven times. And then I don't call the police. My neighbor called the police. My neighbor's white. It was like, why didn't you say something? You should have said something. But if I did, y'all would have ridiculed me for saying something then. So it's like, I feel like with us, we're constantly stuck in a catch-22. It's always going to be our fault, even if it's not our fault. Yeah. The most unprotected person in America is a <laughs> black woman. I always think about that shit. I just, I'm like, but it, it, but it's, it's, it was it's, true then and it's true now. You know, you think about think about power. Like think about the black woman in jail for uh, and trying to and she trying to protect she trying to protect her And it's like, why we keep doing this? Because you know? at the end of the day, black women love black men. Yep. They at the end of the day, that's just in their hearts. They just love us too. They love us to a point to where we don't we may not love them back. Right. We give love so like freely. But and it's so undeserving. We call black men have been calling women bitches and hoes forever. And black women have still supported and still been there to. I'm going to say something that is not when I say the word, it is not like a bad word. Because so sometimes I feel like all of us in this world, women, men, black women, white women, all this, to a certain extent, we have uh, I think we assume roles. And not and so the roles is the bad word. So it's not that I think it's roles that somebody is telling you to assume. But I think naturally black women, you know, if for instance, when you're in a classroom, right? And or you're you're presented with a life situation and you're in a room, just like we have to do that thing where you have to get out the room. Um, and your true instinct, you know that thing where you have to get out of a room, uh, escape room. Escape room, yeah. An escape oh, room. My God. And so when you're working with a team and you recognize who you are as a person in terms of like what role do I play in life and like what role do I the issue is why do we feel like in a situation like the escape room, the black woman always goes to take care of everybody else, always goes to, you know, because then, of course, when you put yourself out there, now when something goes left and it's, it's Drew, the person that's going to get hit the hardest. And so it's like, but why do you why do we keep taking that big risk? And I think that's where the question is. Why do black women feel like they need to jump in front of the bullet for the black man? Like, why can't the black man fight for himself? And you it's know, not even the concept of women develop, you know, quicker than men. So they think women are smarter than men. You know, maybe it's that, you know, but, that, you know, sometimes you let people fight their own battles. And it's not even that, though. I think it's like even with black gay men, you know, black men in general, they 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 will never go to bat. I wouldn't say never. It would be rare for a black straight man to go to bat for a black gay man. But who was at the front line of most of these protests were black women and black gay men. We were at the front of these protests for people who probably, if a black gay man was shot and it it turned out he was gay, straight men would be like, well, another one off the, you know, yeah, that's it. Look at Pulse. Look what happened at Pulse. And look how they talked about those people saying, oh, they shouldn't have been in there. But if somebody shoot up a, a black a black man, just if if, if any black man gets club. shot, huh? You said what? Club. I said right. strip club. Then it's like we, guess what? We all everybody would still be on the front line <laughs> for them. Down in the valley with a girl, take it. 
<laughs> Let's talk about P Valley for a second. One, two, check. This is an amazing show. I don't give it amazing. I wouldn't I give it amazing. I give it good. I give it, I give it good, but I don't give it amazing. I give it amazing. I think it gives it's it's a different take on a series sitcom. And I will say this: the thing that I like about the show is is that it's not just about what you think about when you see a movie or something about a strip club. Right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it really shows that it's just a job. Like, it doesn't show any of the women being prostitutes and all this other kind of stuff. It's just... They show after the fact. It's an experience. Bye. And it shows that they have, like, somewhat of a sisterhood. Um, They deal with the, the backlash. Um... It's stuff that of what they do, and it shows the manipulation. You know what I mean? It it it, it just shows different layers of the characters that just so happily go to work at a strip club. Yeah, I love it, and I think that. And I must admit, this is the best Tyler Lefley has ever acted. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was a Tyler Perry production. It's not no, it's not. And it's then it's it not was, Tyler Perry. It's filmed on his set. Well, it, this was filmed on his set. lot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything in Atlanta is filmed on Tyler Perry's set now. So, huh. and I'm here for it. Come on, billionaire. Have you ever seen yeah. like, all those movies on Netflix? All you see is like the Atlanta skyline. Now I begin pissed. I'm like, bitch, y'all in I mean, yeah, everybody I think- that everybody they picked played their roles so well, and then K. Michelle came out saying that she auditioned for the role of Mercedes. I can see it, but I, I can see it. I can act. They but both not needs. I can see it. They but they need. both, they look similar mm-hmm. in the face and, you know. But why does she feel the need to tell everybody that? Nobody gives a fuck. Because it's hot. What you mean? Yeah. No, you don't have to tell everybody that you auditioned and you ain't get it. Well, she what? said she was getting a lot of people saying, um, you would have been good in that role. And that's why she came out with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because mm-hmm. I'm like, girl. Just I'm sorry. The blue. Nothing in my mind would say. K. Michelle would do awesome in that role. Not a motherfucking bone in my body. <laughs> we ain't never seen her acting nothing other than loving hip hop. We see and her act on. Acting. We see her acting on social media every day. Let me tell you, her legs came and gripped the pole, girl. What she gonna do up there? <laughs> and I guess she like you know because I used to be a stripper and stuff. Well, girl, you're not gonna get a band saying right. Girl, and let's just talk about Miss M. I. Crooked letter, crooked letter. I. Pretty. That is a pretty. That is a pretty woman. That is a gorgeous, beautiful woman. My she is a gorgeous lady. She, she is. is a beautiful woman. And the way that she twirls up and down that pole, I'm like, oh my. Now, granted, I don't. Body strength. That is not her. She has, they all got body doubles. So they, there was this girl. Oh, yeah, who, they all have body doubles. No, I'm saying whoever that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whoever that is. Yeah. yeah. Body strength. Because the girl just posted it on Instagram today. She said, yeah, I'm M.I. Cricket Level Cricket. I'm her body double. In like, this. oh, my God. I want to meet the body double for Gidget. That bitch shows out. <laughs> but I just want more character development next season. And I think yeah. that's what I want to see is more character development next season, especially with the main character. Because like somebody said, they were like, What's the um girl? The light, the light, the light skin girl. Autumn the main character. Yeah, hey. she's the main character, but nobody talks about her really. But no. that's the point. The, the, what you yeah, think about it? That's, that's the point. Yeah. Think about think about her role in what she was doing in the strip club. She was hiding. 
She so there's a, nothing we're supposed to know about her. Everything we learned about her, we learned at the end. That's the whole right. But the thing is that if she's now, supposed to be the main central character, but she wasn't the main central character. Be in the front. No, she's. She's the main central character. No, 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 no. There's a difference between the main character and the main topic of interest. Right. Brandy and, and Uncle Cliff, all the rest of them are main characters. The, and she's a part of the main character. She's not the main character. She's just a part of the topic of focus. Yeah, she's like, not, Everything is circling the topics of everything we're doing. The storyline is circled around her plot. Her plot, right. Yeah, that's all it is. But because yeah, I think she's going to have a bigger role this next season, though. Now that right. we're, now that yeah. she's going to expose more of herself because yeah. her she can now because before she can't you know she can't no even knew her name was no hit. she's smart when she we saw her I'm like yeah she's smart she's like said, real smart like I said her character didn't come out and like I told somebody on Twitter I said her character didn't come out until that auction and I think that's when it was just like okay mm-hmm. now her, I see her character no no her character came out when she was in that room yeah, that with him. nine thousand dollars no 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 when she was in that room with him and he was sitting in that chair and he finally said her name Haley and then she was an accountant and you saw her face change and then when she responded to him I was like that's the real bitch right there she all this titty shaking shit is nothing that she's a real she she just playing a game oh yeah she's a corporate accountant and yeah, I knew that because when she was like saying little things. I'm like, okay, yeah, she no dumb girl. Like she comes. She was from, talking to the attorney. Yeah, like she comes from you know uh, a background in you know corporate America of some kind. Didn't know. She oh was yeah, when she was looking, she had a finance background. When she was doing the transfers, I was like hiding money and what you can do and this and this. And this. She was very detailed and specific in what she was saying. And she's another British actor too, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Everybody yeah, she's British. British. The sound of my voice, I want you to understand something. If you ever hear the term trade, you have seen exactly what an example of that is. Little murder. Little murder. <laughs> Although it's very interesting because it kind of evolved into this sort of relationship. I mean, trade, you can, I, 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 I dated trade and, and trade in jail now, but we had a whole relationship. We did. He still called me to this day. He just called me two weeks ago. No, actually, two, three days. Well, it was a couple of days ago. He called me. Did you accept the call? I often say, did you answer? I, I accepted this time. Oh. I, I do. I accept sometimes only because, um, like you know, I know he's in there by himself, and you just want people just to feel a little motivated, a little love, or whatever. I still get it. If I told you about him, this one he's in there for rape charges. Uh huh. Yeah, raping the handicap, right? Yeah, whole nother topic. <laughs> I love that man though. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's sadness that we lost, you know, King T'Challa. Yes. You know, um, the thing that I, th- this is the thing, I want that type of circle. The type of circle that, you know, Chadwick Boseman was, was, was battling cancer for four years and it never leaked. Never leaked. He has been working consistently throughout his whole battle with cancer and nothing ever leaked. And I just want to say that the people who made fun of those pictures that, you know, um, surfaced about him and his weight loss, remember that a couple um, months yeah. ago, like last year or whatever? It was like, oh, he looked bad and this and this and this. Oh, maybe it's for a movie role. Blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they really drug him for that. And now to know that he was battling for his life, you just never know what people are going through. That's why people need to stop giving so many 
opinions and trolling should be like, I don't say legal, but it should be something where you don't always have to offer an opinion and mm-hmm. some opinions should be left off, just deleted, blocked, just whatever, because you don't know what somebody's going through. And he's a prime example of that. Yeah. So, you know, he's going to the upper room. He's, you know, going on. Leave the legacy room. behind them. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, and like, real talk, do not cast anyone new as Black Panther. Just go ahead well, and just move the mantle to someone else as a completely different character. Just I mean, I think you. I think you still have to. I think somebody still has to assume the Black Panther role. Well, in, the, well, in the comics, you know, it becomes his sister. Yeah. Well, I was saying because I know it changes multiple. Yeah, it changes. But I mean, so I, I just don't think. I don't think somebody can assume his character. That's what I mean. I think, yeah, I think, like, yeah, I think they have to die him off and and just go ahead and switch it over to whatever. Yeah, yeah and they can just so, use let, you know the animation and stuff to kind of put him on the plane with his with all the other fallen Black Panthers or whatever. But yeah, don't recast his character specifically. Yeah. Um and speaking of going on, the Kardashians. <laughs> hey, yes. we kept up, y'all. We kept up with the Kardashians. We kept the Kardashians are hey, Jay, we here, baby. One more time, baby. One more time. I fell off a long time ago. Me too. <laughs> yeah, they are I and however I'm so tired of them. However, it had came out also that although they're ending, they may be beginning again because oh. another network is trying to pick them up. Of course. But I thought they said they were, you know, like they all have all these kids. And, uh-uh. But I mean, they're, they're ending, that money. No, no, they're ending because the ratings were low. E didn't see a benefit for keeping the Kardashians anymore. <laughs> all that money they were paying them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, they gave them, I guess that's their way of giving them an opportunity to say, yeah, we're leaving, you know, it's Bye done. Now. But no, they are oh, seriously. You know, if it was a spinoff and Kim got her own spinoff, I think people would watch only because they just, people, people are attracted to Kanye's crazy. I mean, I mean, they will. I mean, most of the things they've done has been under the Keeping the Kardashian brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that they start to go off and do their own thing, and maybe that's good because they've all reached to a pinnacle where they can now start to brand and do their own thing. Maybe that's what this whole thing means. It's just that they're not yeah. Yeah. with her check with her household. Hmm. What'd you say? I said, and if Kim only had to split, split, split her check with her household, right? Hmm. And not with everybody else, uh, without her sister and her mama, sure. her mama getting involved and telling her what she can't do with Kanye. So I can definitely see that happening. And then, honestly, if you think about it too, you know, we all know this with TV, but it, it dares tear people apart. And so it the fact that they got into that physical fight. Yeah, I think the fact that it, the, the part that they got to that physical fight part with the two of them. Um, with, it was, was too Chloe, much. Not Chloe, it was uh, Courtney and Courtney and Kim. Yeah. I mean, Courtney, yeah, Courtney and Kim. Yeah, at some point you just like, we gotta let this shit go. It's, it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. But really like y'all got into a fight I don't know why they got in a fight. I don't watch the show, but I don't either. So uh, I did see that episode, but they just fought because you know Kim called Courtney lazy again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's the life we live. 
fight was scripted. <laughs> you got to think about how fucked up life is right now sometimes, right? The fact that yeah. we got Trump as president, like Trump is really the president of the United States. Like, oh my gosh, you're lazy. <laughs> Do you know these, like, somebody's going to talk about us in 20 years. They're going to talk, we're going to be known as the crew that elected Donald Trump as president. Like, oh my God, I remember you. You got your part. Yeah, 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 you dumbass. I <laughs> Your generation, your generation had Donald Trump as president. Yeah, I right. Wasn't a part of that. Ugh, fuck. I wasn't a part of that. But I tell you what, I was here for what I was a part of. What? Andrew Gillum sit down. Yeah. I have yet to see it. Um, Is it worth watching? No. no Okay. Uh, I, I tuned in for the sound bites and I learned nothing new then that I did not already know. Right. Um, the only thing is, and like some people's like, oh, well, you know, they forced his hand. No, he needs to get back to work. And the only way, like we said before, to put this behind you is to make your address, to address everything yeah. that people wanted to know. Don't give us no answer. That's what I was. I was. I, don't give me no. Don't. Don't tell me why you wasn't in the room. <laughs> right. And these people make it, and you make it. What's going on? Right. For real. Like you know what I mean. So my thing is, you know, it's time to get back to work. And basically, he did what I said he should have done, which he should have did that back then. Because then, you know, whatever. But you know, he did get a little cloud to cover him because COVID. <laughs> happened. Baby COVID. Kind of, baby COVID. So nobody was kind of, you know, like paying any attention, but you know, it was time for him to get back to work. And is it me? Or did he look real uh, strawberry bubblicious in that interview? Like, he just looked real pink. I don't know. I ain't paying attention to that nigga. And stuff. Oh, he did, because they say he looked like he was wearing makeup. He looked real pink. Yeah, like he had on eyeshadow and lipstick, but you know. Lost. <laughs> You know, I hope out of this, I want to see, uh, what's the name, Ja, um, AJ, um, his wife. I want to see, I want to see if like his wife, so I mean, most, his wife now represents um, a genre of women that have, we know have always existed amongst the black women population, but no one wants to talk about them, which is the ones that accept the fact that their man I wouldn't even say there's two different types of women, the women that accept their philandering ways and the women that accept their uh, promiscuity in terms of like the fact they still mess with men and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, or, be, you know, bisexual. Well, same thing. Yeah. I think, but, but the, the, I think it's all about understanding the fact that now marriages are not what we thought they were, but a lot of people have covenants. Like people have understandings and that's what a real marriage is. So when you think about, you know, I think who we say, we say like uh, Cardi B and um, and Offset and all the issues they had, whatever covenant they had with each other, he clearly broke it, and that's why they're getting divorced. But it ain't got really much to do with infidelity or probably what we think it is, because he probably was allowed to do some of the things he was doing, because I'm sure that was a part of the covenant they had and understanding they had, and we realize now that a lot of people have those. Um, I will say this about something that you said is that. Now, um, his wife is a part of a group of women that are that now call into question, like, okay, when when should you walk away? You know what I mean? Like, now she is basically 
a part of a group of women who know that your husband is attracted to the same sex and you decide to continue a relationship with them knowing that they are attracted to the same sex. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's been a few women that that has happened to and some of them kind of fade away. Um, But, you know, they get judged. You know what I mean? So regardless of if she knew, if she walked into it knowingly or she found out later, she still stays with them. So now it's like, mm, because, you know, society views people as once you do it, you'll always do it versus, you know, it was a one-time thing or it is a part of who I am and the person that chooses to be with me understands that. Yeah. You know I what think, I mean? Yeah. Because everybody wants to put their their value or their virtue of what marriage is or what a relationship is. I'm going to take marriage out of it, but what a relationship is and a commitment to someone is, if it's different than what theirs is, then it's wrong or something is wrong. Right. I, but I, th- I think it's I think it's to me it's equated to what where we and this is where black people always go wrong. We always make everything about us, and sometimes it ain't about us. Like I mean, it's just about the two people that's involved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even with Christianity, like we, we know the church and the Bible and all that stuff is amazing. But Christianity is really just about a do you have a personal relationship with Christ? So what Christ has is convicted you and how you live your life is how you live your life. And sometimes with black people, we just like explode that up and make it all like one big thing. And we did it with the same thing too. Like marriages should be between two people and it's a covenant that they have with each other. I don't know why people feel like we all have to be involved in why a covenant was broken or why they even got into the covenant they had. Like, you know, I, you know, I, you just, when you start unpeeling people's marriages, like we, even if we go back and ask our parents questions about the perfect marriages we thought they had, even though Obama's and Michelle, there's always levels of, of understanding and covenants and things of, that you accept mm-hmm. that, you know, that you're dealing with someone else when you're in a relationship. And I think you have to take that in consideration. I, you know, we all accept something. Some people are just willing to accept more than others. Right. All right. Anybody who has been married, and this is my opinion, and I could be wrong and people going to hate me when I say it, but that's fine. Anybody who has been married for 30 plus years has experienced infidelity at some point. Yeah. Anybody who has been married for 30 years today has experienced and overcame, dealt with, ignored, turned a blind eye to infidelity in some capacity. Whether it was the husband or the wife, because make no mistake, wives cheat too. Uh, Uh, They just cheat. They cheat better though. They cheat differently. (laughs) It's just (laughs) Yeah, you, you talk um, about that girl's soul. You, she, she. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's like, you know, and it's, it's so easy for people to throw stones in a glass house because their thing is, well, he's sleeping with a man. Okay, well, bitch, your man slept with 16 other women. It's still philandering. You know what I mean? It's still the same thing, but you want to make that worse because it was the same sex. So I just feel like people just, you know, own up the stuff that you've dealt with because people are so quick to say, oh, well, I wouldn't put up with this. But you put oh, up with that. They said, oh, I feel so sorry for his wife. I feel so sorry for his wife. That bitch got, the lady got on there said, I already knew. <laughs> like, look, don't, hey, don't, scream, don't cry for me. I'm good. <laughs> okay. 
Well, if y'all stop talking, I'm gonna say my name. But you know, shit. Other than that, I'm good. Like, cause honey, I'm gonna still get this first lady seat. See, as soon as we get right, called back, right back into this game. And y'all saw the dick in that picture. It ain't small. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dead. Oh boy. He might. He might have came on to you a couple times, but you know what? <laughs> last. You know, I just want to say, you know, quick. Risk. Um, also, we lost Naya Rivera, you know. And, um, Did we ever figure out what happened to her? She just, she just, she was she just drowned. She, she drowned. drowned. Yeah. She, she saved her drowned. son, but she wound up dying. Yeah. 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 She ended up dying. Um, I think that was, that was very tragic as well. Um, especially like your son just being out in that water that long of a time for, you know, not knowing what's going on. Well, he's not even aware. I think he was like three, right? He's four. He was asleep. He slept. He oh, fell yeah, he asleep. Was going on. He just knew mama was, you know. He thought she was coming back. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So sad. Very, very sad. Well, is that a moment of silence? That is it for us on our welcome back episode. We just wanted welcome to. Back, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We just wanted to, you know, kind of just. Give our thoughts on some events that's happened. So we are coming back. So feel free to follow us on IG at No Sh- Sherlock Pod, X Shit Sherlock on Facebook, and No Sh- Sherlock Pod on SoundCloud. And feel free to email us if you have any questions, topics, or answering for friends to No Shit Sherlock Pod at gmail.com. And we are out. Bye. Woo. Bye, y'all. Peace.